one and all, and welcome to the Fan Fight Podcast. I am Danielle Rando, the EIC, up in these fan bite parts, these fan bitten wildlands, I suppose. Sure, Ooh, why not? I have always fan bitten wildlands, fan bitten wildlands, and here I am with my incredible traveling companion, the section head of wrestling of fan fight itself, LB Hunk Tears. LB, how are you today? I'm doing all right. Finishing my little iced coffee. How are you doing? Oh, I love iced coffee so much. I prefer it so much more over hot coffee, even in the like frigid death months. You know, the frigid wildlands. That's like a true New Englander thing to me. Yeah. Being like a frigid um, iced coffee drinker. Yep. Yep. I just like it better. I just love cold brews so much. It's strong. Uh, it's less acidic. I need to make it's a cold brew. Awesome. You know what? I'm, you know what? what, what kind of iced coffee i'm drinking uh what kind instant coffee hell yeah (laughs) (laughs) with milk in it hey you know what there was that very funny episode of seinfeld a thousand years ago that was like the library dude who was such a cop and he was like why don't you have for you know why don't you have instant coffee it's freeze dry lasts forever it's like a whole ass bit i don't know that's just where my brain goes when i think about uh it's fine. It's the, the only I haven't seen Seinfeld in such a long time that like sure. I'm now re-experiencing it through Twitter. So <laughs> yeah, my like impressions of it are very very different now. Where it's just like, oh, I love that bowl in that screen cap that George is eating out of. <laughs> I wonder what the deal with that bowl. Is. What is the deal with that bowl? Indeed, like that's the que- that is the question. Yeah, that is the type of thing they would talk about on Seinfeld. Do you know what? I genuinely. I wish we had a Seinfeld energy, uh, like, type of thing for MMA and pro wrestling. The way that this podcast is about MMA and pro wrestling. Like, can you imagine, like, a Seinfeld... It doesn't have to be Seinfeld. It doesn't have to be Jerry Seinfeld or anything like that or, or his his crew. Although I would absolutely take a lane uh, any day. Uh, yeah, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, like, talking about MMA would be a treat. That would actually be truly wonderful. Come on the show, love- ma'am! Oh, my God, what if she does a dance? <laughs> Like whenever anybody is finished with something special, she does the Elaine dance. Like come the- on the show, ma'am. Just talk to us about anything. Come on, We're the happy show. to have you. Come on the show. We would love to have you. We would make a special seat for you, like a velvet seat. You yeah, know, like a, a throne. very nice seat. A throne for our queen. You know, for our queen. I have a throne. I can I can bring it into the this room. Oh my god, you have a throne. Yeah, I have a th- well, I mean, like, yeah, I have a throne. It needs to be, re- it's like not super comfortable. Sure. Um, so it's mostly decorative, but yeah, I've got a throne in my bedroom. Well, that's <laughs> awesome because you're a short king, LB. That's why you're a king. <laughs> yeah. That's- it's, uh, yeah, it's I, like, I think if we, if, if I like put different cushioning on it, mm-hmm. uh, I'd be really comfy, but the like seat cushion isn't very comfortable. I guess I, I could mean- just put another cushion on top, but. You know, I guess thrones just aren't, like, super designed for comfort uh, when I think they really should be. They got to keep you awake, I guess, you know? Like, when you're listening to your subjects, uh, guess, you have yeah. to, like, listen to them. You have to be like, ow, my butt hurts, so I'm staying awake. Like, So that's some, like, Game of Thrones stuff, right? Like, yeah. you can't get too comfortable on the throne, so that's why it's made of swords. Uh, right? I, I guess it's, yeah. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think you're right. That's the thing. It's, like, always stabbing you awake a little bit, you know, yeah. in, your, in your butt. Uh, enhance, I suppose. Like, if you settle the wrong way, you get, like, scratched. Yeah. Which, 
you know, Ouch. if we want to segue into the wrestling section, that's so every a good week segue. We talk about wrestling and MMA. There sure are a lot of sharp objects that keep you awake and wake you up in this incredible match. I think elite. a thumbtack thrown. Yeah, thumbtack thrown. Like you sit on it and you're never comfortable, but it's never going to really hurt you. You know, like it just sucks yeah. a little. Yeah, we can do that. So uh, this week uh, we watched hot off the presses um fucking the man himself eddie kingston on national television uh on AEW dynamite this week came on um cody rhodes the current and inaugural AEW tnt champion he's been doing this open challenge where he's been defending the title different people have been coming on and challenging him and this week the big surprise was it was fucking Eddie Kingston, who has been in the game for like 18 years. Oh, wow. uh, 17, 18 years. Been a uh, indie wrestler. Um, That's half my life. Making the rounds. Yeah, making the rounds on the East Coast, uh, mostly, and never signed to a major promotion. Uh, I think this was his first time on like national television, which is insane because he's been really good for a really long time. Probably like the best talker uh or like top five talkers in the business um so good beloved uh by like everybody i know in wrestling um just a solid talent all around and yeah uh he challenged cody on AEW dynamite everybody got really excited about it there's like a big hashtag right now trying to get him signed because that would be amazing yeah he deserves it and yeah, I just thought, fuck it, let's do it. Uh, so this is your first Cody match, and it's also your first match of like any of the guys who actually started AEW. <laughs> yeah. So I'd mentioned that it was oh, started by wrestlers. Uh, yes. Backed by the Khan family, who own the Jacksonville Jaguars, which is why they are using all these Jacksonville Jaguars spaces. Ah. Uh, Cody is one of the guys. The... The match starts with this fantastic promo. Uh, Eddie Kingston on the microphone is electric. And like, I have to say also, the most beautiful eyes I've ever seen. Absolutely gorgeous. Absolutely beautiful eyes. Oh my God. Yeah. Magnetic. And he's got this like New York accent. He's such like a, you know, like a tough working class guy. But he has these like, his first, his eyebrows were like perfectly groomed. And his <laughs> eyes are just like sparkling. And he has like shoujo anime eyes. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, I mean, I, for me, the thing that works for me the most is the accent because I'm a, I'm a salty New Englander who lives in New York City and there's so much like interplay between that. And yeah. like, as a Rhode Islander, my accent, my natural accent that I actually grew up with is much closer to New York than Boston. Weirdly wait, wait, enough. hit me with your, hit me with your natural accent. Okay. We can, we can do this for a second. No problem. Uh, oh, so my God. <laughs> I, I grew up talking like this. This is exactly how I talked um, my whole life, really, until people made fun of me in college, which what fucking assholes, because I went to college in Massachusetts. Like, fuck you. Uh, so, yeah, that's uh, that's how I talk. It's really hard. <laughs> it's really hard. I uh, genuinely like in, in normal life when I'm I'm not trying to talk like this. I'm not trying to like show this up. Also, I was in Rhode Island last weekend. Uh, don't worry. I got COVID tested before I went. Well, we did quarantine and we were very careful. Uh, but yeah, like this is genuinely how I how I uh, grew up talking. And uh, <laughs> I, I can't even tell you how hard it is to uh, pronounce Oz sometimes like in real life because I have to like actually like sit there and think like there's an ah here. I need to. 
enunciate my ah, uh, you know, ah, uh, but yeah. <coughs> I know it's very distracting ah! for people when I do that, so I, I, I try so not to do it cute. too much, but like. I love that. Oh my God. <laughs> you should just talk like that all the time. Oh, I'm like man. against, I'm against the homogenization of the American accent. I know. I See, the, j- real talk, not, not to get away from this, but I guess, uh, you know, Mr. Mr. Eddie uh, Kingston uh, brought us here. Yeah. I like really got made fun of by my friends in college for Fuck having that. this strong of an accent that I had. So I tried to like, you know, hide it a little. And my parents have always, look, I'm not going to say this is like anything like, like, I, I think the term code switching usually much more applies to like people from different cultural backgrounds. So I'm not going to say that by any means, but like there is a switch that my parents yeah. always did with like family and friends and like, oh, you're in a professional setting. So you like over enunciate things in a professional setting. Like my parents did that my whole life. And I think I picked up on that kind of unconsciously. Of and course, and yeah. then also, you know, got made fun of for how strong my accent was. So then I, I started to really work on it. And then later in life, I've been like, well, fuck you. Like I can have whatever accent I want. I'm fine. I've been okay in my life and is successful as a professional and like I can wear what I want and speak how I want and it's fine as long as I'm obviously respectful of other people so yeah anyway it's a whole ass thing for me uh, but I'm I know how to... distracting it is for people because I normally I think speak with a much more neutral kind of accent but like I go to Rhode Island and it's it's pretty natural for me to just be like oh hi how are you doing how's it going hi hi how are we, you you know I am like okay part of it is that my my like regional accent is like the whatever the official is like part of the official homogenized American accent, which makes me sad because I don't feel special anymore. Um, are, are you from California? I am from Southern California. I gotcha, grew up gotcha, here. Gotcha. Okay. Awesome, um, awesome. And like I also went to school in Massachusetts and I did change the way I talked uh, mm, while I was okay. there. Okay. Yeah. To like something further down here. Sure. Sure. It wasn't like it wasn't a very like dramatic change, but I also I, I tried to cut out the likes and stuff, which is not the same thing. That's but still I did really drop hard. That's very. I, I came home. I came home from college like at uh, winter break, and my dad was like, "Your voice has dropped two octaves." <laughs> <laughs> it's so wild how that happens. Like it's. Wild. I just like wanted to be taken seriously. Oh, I know. I want them to think I was a. but i but honestly massachusetts fuck you massachusetts you know what happened to me in massachusetts let me tell you a story uh pre-orientation week of college i made plans to smoke weed with some other first years Mm -hmm. they freaked out because i was 15 minutes late to smoke weed oh oh you yeah you met my my people of new england i'm so sorry I, uh, <laughs> like, yeah, when I moved to California, I learned that time is different on the Time's West Coast fake. than in the East Coast. And, like, yeah, that's that's a real-ass thing. That That's real. I, I Time's hear you. fucking fake. <laughs> like, late to, to smoke and chill is, oh, that's a mood. I, uh, yeah. I miss the like, West we Coast. We were waiting for honest, you. I miss, you fucking- I miss the West Coast a lot sometimes. Now, I will say... In, in the only defense I have of the East Coast is that people do tend to be genuinely more, like, aware of when somebody's in real trouble and needs help. Like, as a medical professional, I have, I have absolutely seen that, uh, okay, a different behavior fair. on both coasts. 
like a real different behavior. I think we talked about it on the podcast before, but like real, real people are a little bit more like quick to be like, oh shit, somebody needs like real ass help versus like, oh, they're chilling. Uh, so yeah, that's the only thing we have in our favor, I think. <laughs> Otherwise, like I got, I got you. I, I hear you what? and it's I the, appreciate like, it. I don't, cause like there's like the, the, reputation that new york has where like you can be bleeding out on the street and no one will notice but like i literally hear people just like shrieking like i hear a blood curdling scream like at least every week and i just don't even look out the window yeah yeah no i just like people are vibing i don't i was hanging out with um (laughs) uh, a friend from new york who we were in, we like got drinks in Koreatown and uh, like I was really hungry. So we went to a taco truck, I got a burrito and we were just kind of chilling on a, uh, on Wilshire on like a, you know, by, by the side of a building because there's no public space in Koreatown. Yeah. Um, and like, I don't know, there's just people being weird walking down the street and he was like, uh, and I'm like, why are you acting weird? You're from New York. Like, it's like the big city where all the weird shit happens. He's like, nobody acts this way there i'm yeah. like what do you mean he's like i can't tell who's like a crazy person and who's a rich person right like i can't tell who's like you know like it's like everybody just acts weird i'm like yeah they're just doing their thing don't worry about it yeah. <laughs> but that's i mean i told the to story me. about the fainting in front of a medical school in san francisco before right no oh that might have been a different podcast all right i'll make it real brief i promise okay uh <laughs> I fainted from running too hard multiple times in my life. Um, it's a thing that I used to do. Now, I don't run as hard because I'm, I'm primarily grappling now. But, uh, yeah, I've, it's happened to me a few times. It's happened to me in Boston. It's happened to me uh, in San Francisco. And it's happened to me, I think it's happened to me in New York or something. Just It's like just a general East Coast, West Coast thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, like it's happened multiple times to me in my life and uh also here in new york i have a lot of bystanders who help people and it's really nice it's actually very very sweet people will like for real like call when somebody something doesn't look right and like i've had so many patients like you know uh, like alzheimer's patients or or patients with dementia who like the person called was like could have been my grandmother and it's like i want to hug them because it makes Mm -hmm. me so happy that they're just looking out for their neighbor anyway um, so I passed out a few times, uh, in Boston, I got really, really ill. I'm not going to go into detail. I just, I, I threw up a lot. Sorry. Not, not a lot of Gross. detail though. I mean, I would throw up immediately if I ever tried to run. So <laughs> solidarity. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but I fainted and I, and I, and I threw up and like a woman pulled over in her car. Oh she offered God. to give me a ride. She literally walked through my illness to pick me up and help me and like woke me up and like was the sweetest human being ever and i was like no I'm, I'm totally okay i'm like two blocks from home like thank you so much i really appreciate it i fainted in front of a of ucsf which is a medical school like it's where mm-hmm. my ex was uh doing her residency in pediatrics so i know it's a medical school i i went to the gym there we were part of the ucsf family uh, nobody batted an eye i just woke up on the ground like half an hour uh, later. so it was just like this this meme that i'm the <laughs> Bro, he's not vibing. He's dead. Someone help. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's it's 100% that. And, like, I respect and appreciate uh, the, like, individualism of, like, uh, of West Coast folks who are just like, yeah, they're, really just, they're, fine. they're vibing. Like, whatever. They're asleep. Yeah. But, like, when it comes to medical emergencies, I do, no, it's, I yeah, do have to give the the nod to, to my New York that's friends. That's fine. <laughs> we, don't, we don't deserve it. <laughs> 
I also I'm definitely like, helped like multiple times. I helped people who were like passed out on the street or, or something was wrong with them in San Francisco. And it's actually what made me want to be an EMC again when I moved to New York. So like, I got to say thank you, I guess, to that, that instinct for making me like it lit a fire. That culture inspired you. It did. It inspired That's amazing. Me. <laughs> anyway, I'm so sorry. I took this okay. on a fucking tangent. No, it's always, it's always good to go on a tangent. Um, but yeah, so Eddie Kingston, we open with this amazing promo where it just like starts off. The um, the emotions are just like cranked all the way up. And it's like the very, the, like the cr- opening like butt rock song has just finished. Yes. And then Eddie Kingston just comes like, it's what they announced Cody. He's going to defend his thingy. Uh, and then Eddie Kingston just like hits and he just starts and he's already emotional. And, it's just like the energy is so high it's so powerful it gives everything like such stakes and for most people i think watching this like they have no idea who this guy is and you had no idea who this guy is but like what like how did that how did that feel like with the because you're not used to i haven't shown you really anything that starts like this before no no this is very different no this felt like more of, I guess, what I, I thought about when I used to think about pro wrestling. Like, I, I thought about these kinds of spots where, like, they do the promos and, like, uh, just absolutely, like, killed it on the mic and then killed each other in the ring kind of thing. Yeah. Like, that was, like, what I thought of as pro wrestling for a long time. So this was, like, oh, shit, that's what I used to think of this as. And, like, I guess it can be this sometimes. And, yeah, I, I thought he was amazing on the mic. Like, he felt like a fighter. He felt yeah. like the way that, like, when fighters really hate each other and they really want to do some damage, they say things like this. And obviously not always with the kind of charisma or magnetism that he has. But, like, it was like, oh, these are fighters and they're going to fight. And they're going to beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> like, it just felt very real, I think. Yeah. I feel like the momentum, like, the emotional momentum, like, really carries through the match also. Um, yeah. Like, there's so much, like, the selling is so good and so effective. It, it's like just this with that, with the emotion, it makes every like strike and every hit and every moment, the impact, it feels so much bigger and feels so much like every hit feels so much heavier yeah. because of like the amount of feeling and like the amount of importance. And yeah, all these people are seeing this guy for the first time and they're imme- like immediately getting invested. Um, us, like on Twitter all last night, we're recording this on Thursday. This is coming out Friday. So Wednesday night, uh, I saw all these people being like, whoa, I'm just I'm just watching Eddie Kingston promos all night. This guy's amazing. Yeah. Um, and like he is an incredible promo, but that promo energy like stays. He maintains it through the wrestling. Yes. Um, a lot of the time people focus on just the promos and they don't mention like, that that he carries that momentum throughout um like there's a the pacing of this match was really good it was a perfect length i thought there's a moment where uh eddie kingston's selling his knee he's got he's supposed to have this like knee injury yeah and cody's going he's gonna like kick the knee and it's so he's like eddie kingston's suffering is so like palpable and you feel so bad for him because oh my god he's been doing this for so long and he finally gets this chance and like yeah he's being kind of a dick but you know cody is in you know fucking silver spoon right royalty. there's the only reason he's, he's a baby face royalty, right? yeah he's wrestling royalty yeah. 
the only reason he's a baby face is because his dad was a really big baby face <laughs> and like that good emotion carries over. Like he's not a very good natural baby face. He doesn't look like his look. He's, you know, chiseled and yeah. perfectly, you know, perfect facial sculpture. Like he's literally been on a CW show. Um, <laughs> oh God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He should like, he's not the most sympathetic guy without knowing the back, without knowing like without already having loyalty to his family, um, which a lot of people watching this do. And Eddie Kingston has such like an underdog vibe. And you're like, oh, fuck. Even if you're like going for Cody, like it's hard to not feel for him. And when you're right, when you're feeling that it's, it's a no DQ match and Kingston goes for a low blow and hits Cody right in the balls. And then just like, does this really bratty, like, yeah, I'm smart thing gesture to the camera <laughs> or to the audience. And it's just like, so good and it's so wrestling it's so classic wrestling um this could have this match could have played in any era yeah that's something about it that i i really sort of got this felt very classic yeah uh and again that i guess goes back to like oh my preconceived like ideas of what wrestling looks like you know i don't know the rock or something i again i again have not had a ton of experience with it but, but yeah like charisma like and character yeah. Yeah. and story yeah just so like, I also just loved how vocal he was. Not yeah. just the promo. The promo was amazing, but I loved how he'd like talk to himself and be like, ow, ow. You know, he'd like kind of yeah. do the, uh, so many intonations. And I loved that because it feels like sometimes it's uh, it's a bit uh, not silent, but sometimes it feels like, oh, you know, in a street fight, they'd probably be like yelling at each other or there'd be some yeah. or whatever, basically. And and that doesn't always come through, I guess, in, in every match. But he was doing it so well, and I guess that was part of selling things, like selling the injury or selling the weight mm-hmm. of something, but it was so good. Yeah. It's still, it's like being vocal is, it being vocal in a way that's good, because there are people who do it and can't do it and are bad yeah. at it, and they just make it worse right. by being really loud. Um, but yeah, for something like this, like being vocal is really good. And I thought hit the chemistry between the two of them was excellent. Like, I don't always love Cody. I am not since, you know... Like Colette Aarons, uh, fan fight columnist, my, you know, actual wrestling genius, uh, yeah. you know, grew up watching WCW and is like a lot of, uh, has a lot of emotions about the Rhodes family. Um, so like her connection to the, to them is going to be very different than mine. I have no connection to this family. Sure. I'm a late in life fan. I'm from California. Uh, my, you know, my parents are from New York, so if I even ha- if I ha- was was to have loyalty to like a regional thing, it would be to like, you know, the new more New York people. Um, yeah, Cody to me is like a really good heel. I don't always <laughs> respond to his stuff, especially when he's a babyface. I loved him in this. I thought he like played the because like. God, he's an executive vice president who grew up rich. (laughs) It's so hard for me to find him, like, uh, for me to, like, find him sympathetic. But it really works for me here. Yeah, I would love to see more of the two of them. I'd love to see more of Eddie Kingston and AEW. I also, like, there were moments where you could hear commentary getting impressed. Yeah, it was Which is one thing I really like about AEW and about, uh, in particular, Tony Schiavone, uh, who was this, you know, who did commentary on TV 
and isn't familiar with the independent scene and isn't familiar with a lot of recent wrestlers. Yeah. So like in the Orange Cassidy match we watched, the first one, yeah. uh, like hearing him get excited Merit's about Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy. <laughs> yeah, Merit's future boyfriend. <laughs> Shout out. Shout out to Orange. Shout out to Merit C. <laughs> Oh, oh no, sorry. he could just change it to Orange Cassidy with a K. And then yes! it's perfect. Oh my god, that's exactly it. Sorry to throw that in. I uh just in case you're not familiar, uh Merritt, our, our esteemed colleague, did super ask out Orange Cassidy on Twitter and uh he he was like into it, sure. which is so is funny. Sure? <laughs> so sorry again to interject. <laughs> <laughs> our, like our shipping our coworker with AEW <laughs> superstar Orange Cassidy. Well, she did it, so it's okay. <laughs> but yeah, very good, very very good. Uh, uh, yeah. Um. So I also really loved the tum the sorry tum <laughs> thumbtacks bit. Uh, oh yeah, thumbtacks rather spot because like Eddie at one point is just like fight me and like throws these thumbtacks in the middle of the ring and they do this incredible dance around them basically and then of course uh uh Corey uh Cody so not Corey sorry about that Cody I love gets him as Corey, thrown though. bodily yeah. into them like back first and like in the storyline that's what kind of wakes them up it like hits them with adrenaline and then he you know goes on a tear uh, but it's such a fun spot like it's just so like oh the stakes are raised like it's it's just I really love them yeah I love them Thumbtacks are great because they're like such a good soft, like they're not death totally death match, right? Yeah. They're not like light tubes or barbed wire. Uh, it's not going to kill you, <laughs> right? Like, like you're yeah. not gonna, yeah, you're not gonna accidentally open an artery with thumbtacks, <laughs> right? Uh, but they still feel gnarly and they hurt. Yeah, and like, yeah, you could still you could still get a staph infection from that, you know. Like, it's if you you do need to disinfect, Uh, but and like that's gonna sting, right? Yeah, landing in a bunch of thumbtacks, it's gonna hurt. Yeah, it's gonna hurt. Yeah, especially if you somebody's just whipped you with your own weight belt that you only wear so that people can sometimes whip you with it. That's what I respect about Cody's. He never he never passes up a chance to bleed dramatically, and he loves getting whipped by his stupid leather weight belt. Um, big respect to Cody for that. Yeah, but yeah, like I I love thumbtacks. I love a thumbtack spot. Um, they feel dramatic. It's they feel much more violent than they are. Yeah, which is nice. Yeah, it's really it just feels so suited for this. Like yeah, it's for, a satisfying, for like a, a fun like no one is gonna die. You know whatever like. But oh, it's gonna hurt. It's gonna dig right in in that skin, <laughs> yeah. and like, ooh, it's gonna look bad. You know, it's gonna look dramatic because it's gonna cause yeah. Bleeding. Like it's just and your sweat's gonna get in there. It's gonna sting. Yeah, it's and... gonna sting a lot. Like yeah, that looks and it's gonna sting painful. a lot to clean later when you because you definitely have to clean those. Oh yeah, again, like just spray. Like get a hose of hydrogen peroxide and just yeah. like spray that shit down. Yeah, like again, as I think I've mentioned before, the the classic experience of uh, talking to Trent Beretta after a show while he pulls thumbtacks out of Chuck Taylor's back, asks me if I want to help, and uh, then finally says, "Oh, I should probably wash my." Hands. Yeah, yeah, you gotta, <laughs> like, you gotta watch that. You gotta watch that you out gotta a little keep bit. Those wounds <laughs> clean, my man. Um, 
But yeah, I, yeah, I love a thumbtack spot. He, and like a big part of the thumbtack experience is the like dramatic presentation of the thumbtacks. Yeah. It's like very magic show in that sense. Um, so like when Eddie Kingston goes under the ring and like pulls the bag out and it's like, oh, what can it be? It's like, of course it's, I mean, if you've seen enough wrestling, you, you know what a bag of thumbtacks looks like. Yeah. Uh, I thought so it was I'm like, glitter at first because I'm me. And I'm just like, why is he bringing out this glitter? Like, that's like big chunks of glitter. Like, what? Oh is he God. like, is this his thing? He does glitter, like big old chunky glitter. And then I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> this makes a lot more sense than glitter. Yeah. But that was like me being me and being delighted by what it actually was. No, the presentation is fantastic. Uh, again, like not much in the way of audience there. It's just other wrestlers. And again, they did a good job, though. They did a, think, the I audience think. did a good yeah. job. Yeah. But, like, the way they played it, the way Kingston and Cody played it, felt like there was an audience there. Yeah. Like, the amount did. of emotion and energy they brought, especially Eddie Kingston, like, especially afterwards when Cody wins and Eddie Kingston's just, like, sitting on the ramp next to the stage, oh, just looking yeah. wrecked and so fucking sad. Um, like he's playing to like a tiny crowd of wrestlers and he's like bringing the amount of energy and emotion. Like he can feel every audience member at home and it's like electric. Um, It's yeah, it's magical. It's fantastic. Please sign Eddie Kingston, Tony Khan. Uh, Yeah. He's wonderful and deserves it. And yeah, I don't know if that story Excalibur told about him having to sell his wrestling boots to pay his mortgage is true, but I know. Oof, that's a good, that's, I mean, that, that's good shit. Yeah. Um, and I guess like, well, the other thing that really struck me about this is that, yeah, so Cody's dad, Dusty Rhodes was this like huge, huge fucking deal. All time. Great. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of, on a lot of people's wrestling Mount Rushmore's, but especially in terms of promos, Dusty Rhodes is like the greatest promo of all time. Oh. Um, and Dusty Rhodes did not look like Cody Rhodes. Okay. Dusty Rhodes okay. was this like little weird fat dude with like a blonde permed mullet right, and a lisp and like, but his like charisma was just off the fucking charts and all his and, and his thing was like being this kind of working class underdog oh so, i love him yeah. <laughs> i oh, his, love him his, oh my yeah. god and yeah. like his most famous promo is the hard times promo um where he talks about like you know that he's experienced hardship and like the people like he's like the people at home and they've you know they've suffered and like they've lost their jobs and starved and scraped and grinded and that's like that's like the the promo that even people who like don't really know him they know that one um and it's incredible it's you know greatest promo of all time uh so eddie kingston actually like embodies that energy way more than cody does which is like a fun like what's his face from rocky four like he looks like the like Russian like, put you know perfect human like yeah perfect, like just Cody perfection. especially with the bleach blonde hair like yeah yes what again like if it wasn't for Ivan the, Drago I think yeah 
like if, if really if it wasn't for the family yeah, stuff cody would be a heel I'd be uh, he used to be exactly. a heel he's a much i think he's a much better natural heel um not just because he's a handsome dude with high cheekbones and a like perfect bod right. uh but he just like has this very cold he's a, he often has a very cold energy um in a very you know russian villain in a rocky movie way yeah. But yeah. yeah, like, so I, I, I didn't, you know, even as somebody with like a very limited knowledge of Dusty Rhodes and like the Rhodes legacy, I did enjoy that. Like, the, Dusty would probably fucking love Eddie Kingston. So <sighs> yeah. sign him. I love yeah. this. I love I everything too. about this. There's just such a like fun energy to the, the whole affair. Like, yeah, just, it's like raw and also fun. I don't know how else to put it. It's very raw and also very fun. Mm-hmm. And and like yeah, and like you said, it is very cla- it does feel very classic wrestling, yeah. and like I think that's something that can be a really good thing. Like as much as I love like postmoderny stuff and stuff that's self referential and stuff that's meta, um, or stuff that's you know like playing off of you know uh, basically what I just said over and over again, but in different words, <laughs> postmodern <laughs> meta whatever. Uh, like stuff that you could show a match you could show to somebody in like a match you could have showed to my dad in 1960. And he and like my five year old father would have re- responded to it the same yeah. way I, you know, a kid today would. Like that's powerful. That's special to me. I feel like so a classic, a classic, classic. good ass classic. thing. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So yeah, absolutely. really enjoyed this. I'm glad you did too. Yeah, I really, I really liked this one a lot. And you know, hey, a big thing that happens in this is Eddie has a has a knee injury, mm-hmm. and. Uh, you know, let's, I, let's get into knees. <laughs> yeah. I, do we want to move on? Uh, do we? Yeah, want I'm to sorry. Reach... I, I, I just realized you probably had like a really cool segue into oh, knees no. and I just it... like stumbled right over it. No, that was that was it. It wasn't very cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It wasn't cool at all. It was like, hey, uh, he hurt his leg. And, uh, you know what happens in the fight? There's a leg hurty, owie. And that's about it. That's what I got today. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, let's do so it. let's do MMA. So this is also a very recent uh, fight, just from not last weekend, but the weekend before. Uh, so sort of mid July fight, uh, and this is Ariane Lipsky versus Luana Carolina. And now you might not know those names, and that's okay, even if you are an MMA fan. Uh, but you probably know the submission uh, because that is what kind of went around on Twitter uh, for a bit. <laughs> So, LB, I'm just going to set it up a little bit, and then I want to hear what you Go think. Go for it. Uh, this is uh, a flyweight bout, so these uh, these ladies are my size, so I always get very excited about flyweight bouts, because nice. I'm always like, well, if I was really good and 10 years younger, maybe I could at least do an amateur fight, and blah, 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 but it's fine. Uh, but uh, yeah, I love your old lady voice, Danielle. A little uh, window into my soul there of, of how I love to enjoy things vicariously, but also sometimes imagine myself in them. Not going to lie, that's definitely a thing that I do in my head, in my brain. Uh, but anyway, uh, yes, flyweight fight, it is a new-ish division. It's only been around a couple of years, uh, so there's a lot of kind of movement in flyweight, there's a lot of people who have moved up, people who have moved down, just just a little bit more fluid, a little bit less established than some of the other, uh, you know, uh, weight classes here uh, in the women's division. Uh, and Ariane Lipsky, I believe she had a little bit of a rough start in the UFC. She has a really good record and everything, but like, I think she had a couple of losses. Uh, she's known actually as a striker, as a Muay Thai fighter, uh, but here she showed some grappling prowess. Luana Carolina also, I believe, a, a very good Muay Thai fighter and also pretty long and lanky uh, for the mm-hmm. division. 
Uh, but the fight is very brief. Uh, in fact, it is the second oh, finish, uh, second fast. second fastest finish in this entire division, the history of this division. I think uh, eighty-eight seconds is about how it went. Yeah, about a minute and twenty-eight seconds into the first round. Uh, a little bit before that, Ariana Lipsky uh, knocks down Luana, and they do like a pretty intense and pretty fucking awesome grappling exchange, actually, uh, where uh, Lipsky is on top for quite a bit. And Luana tries to throw up her legs. She tries several things here, which are actually pretty cool uh, and a good idea. She uh, she wants to go for a body triangle, but that's not going to help her much in the in her sort of situation. And so she goes for a few things, and at one point looks like she's going to take Lipsky's back. At which point Lipsky grabs that knee, finds a knee bar, and fucking knee bars the shit out of Luana Carolina in such a way that like. People were like, oh, man, like watching this, they, they like had to like wince and look away because this is a brutal, brutal knee bar. Uh, and the reason I chose this today is because I uh, am currently uh, I'm having a little bit of a love affair. This is, uh, you know, this is big, big news here. I'm having a little bit of a love affair with Congratulations. knee bars. Congratulations. Yeah, Ooh. thank you. I'm, I'm having a little bit of a love affair with knee bars. Also straight ankle locks, which I'm getting much more often now than I used to. Uh, but I'm just starting to really love leg locks. But I'm going to talk about that a little later. I just wanted to kind of set things up and 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 uh, hear your thoughts on this brief but brutal, brutal fight. Okay. So I'm getting into it. I'm getting into it. I didn't actually look at how long the video was. I just assumed it was going to be like 15, 20 minutes, like, you know, standard. Yeah. Um, so I'm ready for this to go a while. I saw your warning. But I didn't. I, I just saw a warning. warning, and then I realized I had the timing wrong, so I apologize for that. Oh, it's fine. Uh, I didn't actually like. I wasn't worried about it, so I okay, didn't cool. read it fully. <laughs> no problem. So I was like, no I just me thing. It's fine. I can handle it. Like, yeah. trust me. I okay. For reference, uh, there's a we we talked we've talked before about um, Minoru Suzuki. There's an old video of him just breaking somebody's arm, and uh, I have watched it a lot of times, just like for my own awesome. enjoyment. So I don't. So I probably don't I'm need to bother freak. with that then. For no, for your, uh, I enjoy. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm. Not only I'm okay with seeing this stuff happen for some reason. Like I get it. It's what happens, I guess, when you get into ghoul shit, rest, like pro wrestling sure. ghoul shit, before you get into actual fighting. You like you're just like, oh sweet, a broken <laughs> limb. I'm a <laughs> fucking freak inside. I guess this is what I like now. Um, yeah, so I'm, I was fine with this, with this leg business. Uh, but I was also not expecting it to happen so early because, again, yeah. I didn't look at the timing. Um, so I just, like, want to get into how exactly this goes down. Yeah. Because Lipsky is doing all kinds of, like, twisty, uh -huh. like, it looks, I don't understand what's happening. <laughs> so I'm, like, sure. I'm, like, going through it again. I'm watching. Okay, so she's got, like, her leg... There, she's like doing some kind of like leg origami. Yes, which Carolina. is very common, by the way, for okay. small grapplers, small flexible grapplers. A lot of women grapplers like this kind of wild ass like body pretzeling is pretty common. Okay, cool. Uh, it's, it's just like higher level jujitsu than you see in a lot of MMA, but that's something we okay. can talk about in a few It's years. really yeah. cool. I love seeing it. It kind of reminds me a little bit of like somebody like Zack Saber Jr. who's you know, who does a lot of like twisty bendy yeah. shit yeah. Uh, into submissions. And, but this is real. Yes. So <laughs> this is real. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So she has her leg. She has her right leg 
clamping down Carolina's right leg. Yes. So she's got it like between her calf and her thigh. Yeah, there's almost. And she's got a, it and Michael down. Bisping says, "Oh, she's almost in a calf slicer herself." Yeah. at that point, like we're talking about, like two fifty one ish in the video I sent you, and like three fifty, you know, three fifty one left on the clock in uh, in the fight itself. So yeah, there's almost like a miniature takedown from Carolina. Uh, because first, you know, Lipsky is basically in guard. Carolina kind of abandons that, goes for like an open guard, which just means her legs are open. Guard just means your legs. It's whether they're closed okay. or, or open around your opponent. It just means how much control they have over Got you, it. basically. Uh, so yeah. And then, and then there's almost like this miniature takedown and almost a back take, like almost a back take here. However, this is the really wild and crazy and wonderful and amazing thing about jujitsu is that sometimes when you're in a bad position, like almost having your back taken, you can use that to go for a leg or go for a foot because the other person, you know, thinking, oh, I've got such a great top position here, actually has these vulnerable ass joints at the bottom of their body, which is so tricky and awesome and I love it so very much. I'm like... Going through it again to kind of try and yeah. see where that happens. Because, like, yeah. one thing that's cool about a short thing like this where there's, like, weird intricacies of, like, submissions yeah. and grappling is you can, like, really dive in and, like, look at it, like, second by second. Um, just kind of see, like, how it happens. Like, this yeah. is fascinating to me. Um so yeah, I guess just like the process, because I'm watching, I'm so fucking confused. I'm like, what is happening? Guy in commentary is like, it's like she's getting herself in a calf crusher, not a crusher. What'd you say? Slicer? A uh, slicer. Yeah, it just- What's the difference honestly, between a calf crusher like, and a calf slicer? Uh, the same thing actually exists for a bicep. It's a squeezing or crushing submission uh, where your actual muscle is being squeezed so hard by like the full force of the other person's body. That it hurts really bad and can get badly injured. I think they're so the same thing. It's not the joint thing. itself, it's the muscle itself. So it's yeah, your yeah, calf yeah, yeah. muscle or your bicep muscle. Okay. As opposed to a joint which breaks, like fully just yeah. breaks. Like the okay, joint calf crusher. A calf slicer is the same thing as a calf crusher, which is what they call it. In yeah, yeah. I think it's it's just, yeah, maybe just yeah. a slightly different terminology, but the same thing. But yeah, very painful. Yeah, that looks like something that would give you a serious fucking cramp. Uh, yup. And really, really, really hurt. Because sometimes like, I don't always get how these things hurt as somebody who like barely lives in my own body. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what? I don't understand. This looks like a stretch. Uh, but that looks very fucking unpleasant. Okay. Yeah. So she's in there and I'm confused. And then she just like struggles to get Carolina's leg straightened yes. and then just fucking yanks on it. And then nope. it's over. <laughs> yeah. Knee bars are... Oh my god, knee bars. They're, again, I'm having a love affair with knee bars. So this one was so brutal and so uh, <laughs> so much, basically. Uh, but yeah, so knee bars are honestly a thing that is hard to go for in like a really great dominant position unless you are basically throwing yourself from a dominant position at the knee, which can happen. That can also work. I'm, I'm like working on a lot of sequences myself in my training right now, which are like, nobody would expect this. Like, oh, I have mount, I have this incredible position and then I just dive for a knee and just like go for it in, in a similar manner to this, uh, but just sort of facing the other way basically. Uh, but yeah, so uh, I want to like, I just want to highlight here that this is like a really awesome grappling exchange and a really good example of how leg attacks are just this amazing and sneaky thing you don't always see in MMA. However, on this card, 
uh, later on that night, Kelvin Gastelum got submitted with a gnarly heel hook. And heel hooks actually scare me. Knee bars scare me a little, but, like, you can feel it happening way before it happens, basically, in a, in a knee bar. Like, a knee is, is, is something, uh, it's obviously a complex beast, but a knee bar itself is a relatively simple submission in terms of, you can see where the torque is, right? You can mm-hmm. see where uh, Lipsky is using the top half of her body and the bottom half of her body to, like, create torque, right? And be like, I got that yes. knee. Yeah, you can, I, I, it's yeah. it's actually, it's like, it's a nice one for me to see because I can, I can get it pretty, I can yeah. understand what's happening pretty easily. Yeah, for sure. It's like the forces on the body are pretty obvious there. A heel hook uh, tears the shit out of your ACL and it does it really fast, like real fast. Uh, usually as soon as you feel pressure, you should tap to those because those are, it, your knee will be torn out. Like, bruh. because heel hooks are a trickier submission. They go kind of from the side a little bit. I'm not allowed to do heel hooks yet. Like I, you need to be like in the advanced sort of skill category to do that. Obviously it's legal in uh, professional MMA. Uh, I don't know, actually, if there are amateur rules, what they are for submissions. But, uh, yeah, you don't see a ton of leg attacks in MMA. Now, you do see them sometimes, especially from grappling specialists. Uh, because in sport jujitsu, like what I do, you know, like sport grappling, uh, they're very, very, very common. Because it's, like, just a really great attack. You kind of have a top game and maybe you have a bottom game. And you also have, you know, maybe you have, like, uh, submissions that you love. And maybe you have these, like, slightly sneakier submissions these are also the kinds of things that do work so well on somebody who's like maybe a smaller opponent. Uh, maybe you don't want to like go for their neck and upper body where they could just throw you off with their upper body. But like, oh, maybe you got that real sneaky little knee bar, or that really sneaky little ankle lock or, or something like that. So I just love these a lot. And I hated them a lot until actually uh, quarantine times when I was training, you know, now training exclusively with my partner who is like a leg lock specialist. Like Vicky's game is like, hmm, how can I find the sneakiest shit because I'm so flexible and so long for my size that I can just find weird sneaky shit and be a weird little octopus and, like, just grab that leg. Like, Vicky has taught leg lock classes, even at, like, a fairly, you know, we're both blue belts. Uh, So now that I'm only training with Vicky, I have learned so much about uh, ankle locks and knee bars, and I do them, and I actually get them even when they are defending 100% now, which is, like, the coolest thing in the That's world. Awesome. It's like, oh, that means it's actually kind of real. It's not just like, okay, okay, I'll kind of let you get this. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> just being, like, very easy with it. So, yeah, I, I'm just in love with these. Uh, they're a lot of fun. They're a lot of fun to watch the technique. And I just love here how Lipsky, like, expertly, like, takes advantage of a position that looks like it might be going poorly for her. Like, she does not have her back taken. To have your back taken, you kind of need, you know, the other person's chest needs to be on your back. And usually you have the hooks in, which means the feet are in front of you. So those are controlling you from, you know, from the back. She's not completely there, but she notices where she is. She notices that she has one leg out. She notices that Carolina uh, has her, like legs in a precarious position here somewhat and she just like sees it pulls that foot away and goes for it It, this is just like a perfect like she's like a little shark seeing you know her prey in the ocean like oh i i want that knee i'm gonna grab that knee i'm gonna get that knee and there's like this inevitability to it yeah once you see she wants it it's like oh that's what she's going for oh shit she's going for it oh shit she's going for it and then just like does it now when i first watched this i watched this live 
And I, I had this like worry that she like held it a little too long because Carolina's pretty fucked up after. She does have to be kinda kinda walks off on it, but kinda needs like some support from her teammates. The knee is messed up, like no, no question. And like for some reason I thought like, oh, did she not let go right away? Or just cause that's like it's a sportsmanship thing. I really hate yeah, it of course. keep something uh and you know, until I know like literally yes. Like you keep it until the ref says to stop, but like it's just a sportsmanship thing. When somebody taps, yeah, you should stop taps, immediately. Yeah, you should just you should just let go. I don't I don't yeah. give a shit. This is ref, real. This is not exactly fake like time. this is real. They tapped. Like it's a very clear thing. There's a hundred cameras on you. We can see the tap. Like you're not gonna lose. I don't know. It's just, just my personal thing. But she didn't. I watching it again. I'm like, no, no. She let go. She let go. Yeah. Also, the ref was right on top of it and like immediately went to them. So like no. Nothing weird here. This is a completely fair play and completely like nothing nothing messed up happened here, basically, from that point of view. So yeah. And I just loved it. Sorry, yeah, no, she I'm does like go right away. No, it's so cool though, and it's really interesting. And like I I'm yeah, I I really appreciate you giving me this mat this fight because yeah. again, like it's so much of it is in this like tiny amount of time. Um which, like, okay, with pro wrestling, every, like, pay, part of the pacing, part of the, you know, the craft is to pace a match so that not, so that everything's kind of spread out, everything's easy to, everything, everything's easy to see and understand. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you don't need to go back and examine what's happened. Sometimes somebody will do something really intricate or complicated and you can go back, but it's still legible. Sure, yeah. Right, if you're watching it in real time. And, like, yeah, the way action is spread out is you know, even follows like a nice story structure. So with an MMA fight, you can have something that just goes a couple minutes and is still has all this intricacy that you can like go back and watch. And again, because this is such like a short amount of time, yeah. it's such like a nice morsel for me to go in and like really dissect and pull apart. Um, I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Oh no, it's so cool. I love submissions. <laughs> I love yeah. like weird twisty leg stuff. Uh, this was so cool looking and so like expertly applied. It felt like that. Yeah. I just, I thought this was so cool. And yeah, no, she, and she did let go right away. I just watched it. Again. She did. Yeah. She 100% does. I don't know why. Maybe just cause like, I'm so the sa- sensitive to It looks gnarly. Yeah. It looks gnarly. So it's like, she does let go as soon as she feels it. Yeah. Tough. Like there's no, there's no shittiness here for sure. Uh, she's also adorable on camera and on mic and is just like so excited and I, I yeah, love that. Yeah, she was I so happy. Her good for her. Yeah. It's like good for her. She's still very young. She's 26. She has a long time in this division. Oh yeah, a lot more legs to fuck up in her future. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I also just genuinely love when somebody who's known for striking shows up with this level of grappling. This yeah, holy pretty shit. Pretty good grappling. Because like, they do real. say like striker at the very beginning with her. I'm like, okay, can you come to expect striking? Which is another reason why I wasn't expecting this to go down like immediately and like this. So yeah, really cool stuff. So this was like a couple weeks ago. Yeah, and they're both from Brazil. So okay. pretty pretty recent uh pretty recent win uh and just yeah i'm 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 loving what i'm seeing from uh from a yeah. lot of this division at this point like it's such a new division it's so there's still a lot of fighters who are very new and and really working on their craft and i i actually find that very exciting like i know whatever whatever the ufc is supposed to be oh the best in the world best in the world blah 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 and like i don't give a shit i love watching uh, I love watching the very, very, very incredible high level stuff. Like Amanda Nunes, again, is like a goddess in terms right. of skill. 
Uh, but I also really do enjoy watching developing fighters. I like watching them get better and get better and get better and get better. That is fun for me. Like, that's exciting for me uh, to see that kind of stuff. So, yeah, this was a gr- this is just a great moment, a great highlight, I think, for this division. And, oh, what a knee bar. What a beautiful knee bar. Just, oh, chef's kiss. Take that knee. <laughs> chef's you know? kiss knee bar. Chef's kiss knee bar. That's my new chocolate bar. It's uh, is chef's kiss knee candy. bar. Should that's the name of your finisher, right? Oh, the chef's kiss knee bar. Oh, oh, maybe we should call the podcast this today. Maybe. Oh, I see it. I see you in there. <laughs> you me. I see you in there with that chef's kiss knee you bar. You're in oh. the same Google Doc. Mm, delicious. <laughs> We're doing it. I no, I mean like knee, a tasty knee for a snack. <laughs> so, because like I mean, Colette pointed out yesterday that I'm probably going to pressure you to. Yes train in pro wrestling i don't know if i'm really gonna do that i may do that i I may ask you to hit up your your old buddy brian uh (laughs) your old buddy brian myers to see if he can like you know you can train at his school uh i try it i'm not opposed like i'm i'm interested you know in my (laughs) fantasy of danielle rando the wrestler like your your finisher is the chef's kiss knee bar oh i love it and then like maybe i kiss the knee a little bit like I, get, I think what I you get do is you apply the knee bar and I'm just like Mwah. like I do yeah I, I think you do like that you kiss your fingers and you go Mwah, while you're pull, while you're yanking <laughs> and yes, then oh like God, they, I can do this yeah ah! I, and I then everybody's chanting like tap 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 because they're chanting for you to win and uh but then they're also going Mwah, 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 Mwah. yes oh I love that so much <laughs> I genuinely love that oh, oh I love that yeah this is my new thing in my life. Maybe I'll, uh, I'm going to train uh, with my partner today. Maybe we'll take a picture of like a prototype yeah. of this move. And, like, the chef's you know. kiss knee bar. Oh, yeah, I'm so excited. Yeah, I'll just be like giving and it like, a little kiss, kiss on the fingers. Like, yeah. Well, that's oh. my plan for today. <laughs> I love that for you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I've been oh. doing uh, this thing where I'll, I will take lunch and uh, spar with my partner. And that's it's so a really cute. good way Y'all to take lunch. You all are so cute. Your little pictures together are so cute. You're all sweaty and happy. Yeah, we're such dorks. It's really fun. Uh, Vicky's great. Vicky uh, also has been learning from me. Vicky has like a a wild ass top game now, which they never had. Like they were so much of a leg locker and not like going for chokes. And now they they just can choke me out. Like it's nothing, which is, you know, makes me mad sometimes. But it's it's good. It's good for my training. So, (laughs) yeah. Anyway. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. LB, I love doing this podcast with you. I do, too. Oh. It's such a good time. We get to talk about stuff that we love so much, and it, it makes me And I happy. got to hear your actual accent. I know. You learned a little bit about me today. <laughs> I feel bad I can't do, like, a dramatic reveal like that, because everyone already knows what I sound like. Oh, no, it's okay. Like, I, I think most most people who have who've listened to me before know this, because I, I, I revealed this once upon a time on uh, Idol thumbs which is a podcast i was on okay once upon a time the old the old thumbs days uh but yeah well, it's, it's new to me because i don't that. listen to podcasts no it's that's more than fine i also don't expect you to go back and listen to podcasts from five years ago or six years ago Honestly, like, like, that'd okay. be why that'd be like that'd be a little creepy actually if, if i was like so you're my new co-worker congratulations on being hired i have gone back and listened to your entire back catalog of podcasts and know everything about you now it's like i know all your secrets Danielle. i know all your podcast secrets Danielle. <laughs> that would be so creepy <laughs> like, for some reason I, yeah like my first my first like stalkery horror movie i thought of was swim fan <laughs> swim fan <laughs> i was gonna be like yeah like swim I've never even seen that. Swim Fan. I love that. 
Oh, I'm sorry. We need to watch those someday, actually. We should do Swim Pan for You Love to See It. I think that's important. I'll come back on. Yeah. I think that's You Love to Swim It. Oh my god, yes! (laughs) You love to swim it. With swim This is your exclusive preview for the new podcast, You Love to Swim It. The show where we watch movies about swimming, starting with the show where we only watch (laughs) Swim Fan. We only watch Swim Fan. Maybe we'll watch mermaids someday. Uh, are there like movies about Olympic swimmers? Because I'm sure. Is right? there swimming in mermaids, or are they just like? You want to know? It's very funny. There's a Rhode Island connection to that movie because they filmed a couple of scenes at a pool in Pawtucket, Rhode Island, my hometown. <sighs> yep. All I remember is being on a rider. <laughs> they did it right at Tolman High School. Oh Tolman, you know, that's in the middle of Pawtucket. Yeah, it's we're famous because of that. You know, uh, Rhode Island's actually kind of famous in a lot of movies because, like, uh, it looks a lot like Boston, but it's a lot cheaper. So, like, you can kind of, like, go down and film a lot of movies there, and it just looks the same, and you get that quite, you know, authentic kind of Boston thing, uh, New England kind of thing, but, like, you know, probably a little cheaper. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. That's wonderful. Anyway. I uh, love, the, I loved, I love Rhode Island, Danielle. Could I be like the roadie warrior? Like if, if I was a wrestler with the chef's kiss me bar? We get, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll work on it. Okay. We'll, we'll workshop that. I guess in the meantime, we should probably wrap up the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's a good thing to do. I think well, that's a good start. It's a good, pl- it's a good starting point though for your yeah. nickname. It's a special place. Uh, yeah. If head. you like this podcast and you have any ideas for Danielle's wrestler nickname, uh, please go to iTunes or your wrestling, I mean, your podcast rating uh, site of choice, or your wrestling rating site of choice, whatever. And make sure to rate this podcast five stars, because it really does help us. And then in the comments, just suggest a wrestling name or nickname for Danielle Riendo. Exactly. That would be perfect. I mean, I I do have a wrestling persona from uh, the League of Heels, which of course is the the boxing EMT. But you Uh, can have more than one wrestling persona. I can have I can have many. That's just for that league. That's just for the yeah. League of Heels. I can do other things too. I can branch out. You know. Yeah. You could be a masked guy and oh, be on the yeah. same show twice. Maybe I could also be like Neba, and like oh. I'm like that's my name and like that's how I pronounce it because it's like a Neba because I'm the yeah. Roaring Warrior. We'll figure it out. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, we've got plenty of time uh, to do that. Uh, I just want to thank you, LB, for being my co-host in these in these times, and I also want to thank Jordan Mallory. Thank you, Jordan. Yes. Thank you, Jordan. Jordan, you're wonderful. Uh, and we hope, everyone, that you enjoyed your combat sports entertainment journey with us. Uh, and, you know, like LB said, review our podcast. really helps us out. We really appreciate it. And you can totally give me wrestling nicknames. And I would appreciate that as well. You can also, of course, find all of our podcasts at fanbite.com slash podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at fanbite media and fanfight, F-A-N-F-Y-T-E, on Instagram at fanbite, TikTok at fanbite. And, of course, on fanbyte.com. You can watch all our excellent streams on twitch.tv slash fanbyte. And check out all of our excellent wrestling coverage at fanbyte.com slash wrestling. Elby, where can we find you online? You can find me on Twitter at HunkTears. You can follow all of Fanbyte's wrestling coverage on fanbyte.com slash wrestling. We've got all kinds of good stuff. We have features. We have recaps. We have funny bullshit. Uh... <laughs> A lot of recap, a lot of recent recaps. We've got a full schedule is back on. Uh, if you want to know what wrestling is coming up, we have like a great little calendar widget. So you can just like see what's happening when uh, me and Nigel like recommend shows every week. Uh, yeah, uh, you can check oh. that out. 
big New Japan show this weekend, Sengoku Lord. Hiromu Takahashi is challenging the now evil evil uh, oh. for both major championships uh, at 5 a.m. on Saturday. <laughs> um, Good. <laughs> yeah, you can watch that. Uh, keep an eye out for Emily Pratt's recaps and reviews of New Japan shows. Uh, we've got AEW recap up to as of yesterday. New thing about bill goldberg from colette i will be watching and reviewing money plane at some point uh oh. yeah a lot of stuff to look forward to on the fan oh. fight front oh that's incredible yeah if, and if, merit's gonna go out on a date with orange uh, cassidy that's so. what i'm most looking forward to <laughs> very exciting stuff can't wait to hear about that um if you feel like it i am back on twitter at danielle or i the there were thieves who stole my twitter last week but now you got it back now and i'm tweeting up a storm of dad jokes and mma shit so there you Hell go yeah uh lb what kind of sound do we want to make today and oh you know what else you know what else i want to plug and shout out oh, yeah, yeah, i made a it. fucking ray mysterio fake eyeball fan cam oh my god to blackpink it's on the fan fight twitter account and i'm so proud of it i worked really hard so oh please god. stream that I love let's get this. it to a million streams oh, uh what sound effect do we want to make do you want to do something uh, Mimar related or perhaps yeah, um, let's crank. related? Oh, chef kiss. Oh, let's do a chef's kiss. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. The chef's kiss Nibar. Ready? Here we go. One, two, three. Mwah. Ah, my knee. Benny Simo. Crap, crap, crap.